0: That sound you're hearing is uh, <laughs> Rachel's just... response to me saying I'd rather not watch the new Ahsoka trailer <laughs> live on the pod. Okay. <laughs> do, you, wait, do you have a response to that? No. Wednesday night and we are in my apartment so this week that means it's Star Formers night. Welcome to Rebels and Robots episode 26. I'm Cameron. I'm Rachel. This is our weekly podcast chat where we talk about Star Wars and Transformers. It's we've pretty much turned this into uh, Transformers summer until <laughs> uh, until Ahsoka comes until out. Until
1: August 23rd.
0: Exactly because this week we are talking about the second live-action film Star uh, I called, Star, For- Star, Wars, <laughs> Star Wars Revenge of the Fallen Jedi. Uh, no, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> Ooh, this movie gets worse every time I see it, it's, I think. Uh, but we will get into that soon. But first, as always, we've got news and thoughts since the last week. Rachel, what do you got? All right. <laughs> oh, oh okay. some listeners I think are not going to like that. <laughs> I love it. I think it's great.
1: So um, we're not going to watch it on the pod um, but the new Ahsoka trailer came out the other day, and so we are 43 days from Ahsoka dropping on August 23rd. Lots of hype around that. We're excited. It's essentially Rebels season five, and you know this is a Rebels stan household. Um, so that's exciting. Um, I have a lot of news. I don't know what, how much news you have.
0: Um, I don't believe I have any, so go for it.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm the news broadcaster tonight. Thank you for count- <laughs> for tuning into uh, Star Formers Night we will be with you shortly. Anyways, so um some the Emmy nominations came out today.
0: Yeah. And
1: Star Wars has been nom- nominated for 22. Um it it uh divvies Down to Andor has received eight Emmy nominations. Oh boy, get ready. Eight Emmy nominations. Mando has re- Mandalorian has received nine and Kenobi has received five, which was a little surprising to me um book of boba fett has received none
0: (laughs) um most so i think part of why kenobi was able to receive so many is because it they have it categorized as a mini series they
1: do and that was um so i have a couple of examples of what they were nominated for um uh, one of kenobi's was uh best limited series Mm-hmm. Yes. um and has music nominations for nicholas bertel's work which is fantastic um i listen to that soundtrack all the time at work it's amazing uh, mandalorian was nominated for i mean they're <laughs> nominated for a bunch but these are just a few uh the stunts in mandalorian were nominated um lots of nods to costuming sound mm-hmm. visual effects um The episode for Andor, One Way Out. That episode has been nominated for Best Writing at the Emmys.
0: One Way Out. One (laughs) Way Out. One Way Out.
1: out. Uh, Anyways. Um, And Andor is also up for Best Drama. And it's alongside some heavy hitters. um, House of the Dragon. um, Better Call Saul. I just found out Better Call Saul is an actually current running show. I thought it was a 90s show.
0: Better Call Saul. Yeah. Wait, do you mean by like the setting or when it came out?
1: Legitimately when it came out.
0: Better Call Saul is a spinoff of Breaking yeah, Bad. Yeah, I thought
1: it came out before Breaking
0: Bad. <laughs> so you thought Better Call Saul was the original show and Well, Breaking yes, Bad was because every
1: video, every, I feel like every clip I've seen just has really poor quality. So I just assumed it was, that's wild. it was like a 90s show because of the camera. Anyways, <laughs> um, it's alongside Last of Us, Succession, and like a whole list. Um... And was also nominated for Outstanding Drama Series. Um, I think this is really funny. Pedro Pascal has three nominations as the characters he's played this year, none of which are for The Mandalorian.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so so is it three nominations just for for three different shows? What are the others? So obviously you've got. Uh, The Last of Us. Oh, gosh. I, not really. If you don't have it up, it's not that big deal. Um, no, I'm just, going to look I it up. I just didn't know he was in anything else other than The Mandalorian. He yeah.
1: is. Um, So, yeah. His, it's his first three Emmy nominations. And so, oh, okay. <laughs> so, lead actor in a drama series in The Last of Us. Um, <laughs> a nomination for Outstanding Guest Actor in Comedy Series from a Saturday Night Live appearance. Wow. Uh. And then... Um, My son
0: does not have ADHD. <laughs> he just likes like, to jump. jump.
1: Um, And then he also, for his narration on CNN's Patagonia, Life on the Edge of the World, which is a documentary series. <laughs> I just find it really kind Man. of funny, probably because I just have very low doubts uh-huh. that he was actually on the set of The Mandalorian. I, I,
0: I think it's been confirmed that he was never there. I think,
1: yeah, we made the joke that he probably... Uh, just recorded all of his lines in, in the notes app for John <laughs> Favreau in his Last of Us trailer. Uh, <laughs> um, they've also been releasing some. I have to like keep my phone up because Cameron's gonna screen snipe my notes <laughs> <laughs> from the way we're we're sitting tonight. Um, so they've been releasing some re- uh, Rise of the Beast deleted scenes. Okay, which have actually been really kind of interesting. There's a really nice moment between Air Razor and Elena which is kind of cute. Oh, um, interesting. I have it. Do you want to see it?
0: Sure. Let's, let's uh, fire it up. All
1: right. What you doing your... Sorry.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's an option to open TikTok on mute now. That's really nice. <laughs> so this is not the best format because it's a it's an IMAX shot in TikTok form. But um... what is this symbol? It
0: is the Maximal Crest. Now, it is all that I have left of my people. Bump CGI is hilarious. (laughs) It's beautiful.
1: Well, the whole thing is working for you. You should have seen me 2,000 years ago. Oh, yeah? What you was doing? Turning robot heads? Maybe. (laughs) And then it goes into Hmm. the scene. But I don't know. It's just... It's we stay an air razor in this house or I do. We just <laughs>
0: she, really like, I like her. She definitely was the, the best character in this new movie. But just, uh, yeah, man, that for me, that highlights further how that actress's performance was mm-hmm. a weaker part of the film. And I, I can definitely see why they cut that scene out.
1: I just think Optimus in the background
0: chilling the, the, the unfinished <laughs> <There's so> cgi <laughs> looks like the the it's a callback to the rise of the beast cartoon from the 90s that this movie is slightly based on oh
1: um or
0: beast wars <laughs>
1: oh, yeah i just think i don't know it's kind of i don't know i've i've seen some interesting deleted scenes so but there's just so many good shots in rise of the beast where optimus is just lurking in the background and not <laughs> doing anything very good um some more star wars news uh supposedly allegedly Respawn has started development on its sequel to Jedi Star Wars or to Star Wars Jedi Survivor. So allegedly they're working on the third in the installment. So Okay. I'll take it. Um This is a little more lore. Um, Ahsoka takes place at the same time as the Mandalorian season three. I think we'd already talked about that.
0: Um, maybe, but yeah, that's that's interesting.
1: Or I think we knew it was gonna tie up. Or no, that's the movie that's going to come out in between. So it's probably going to lead out to the movie. Anyways, I asked you um, earlier if you'd seen The Aristocats. Yes. We always like to look up voice actors and where they
0: Uh cross over. So if you are curious... Scatman Crothers was the voice of Jazz and he's in... (laughs) Of course he is. He plays Scat Cat
1: (laughs) in The Aristocats.
0: Wow. Why... How did you come across this? I came
1: across actually? it in TikTok. I'm not going to lie. Right. And then I realized it, and it, it all made sense, Cameron. What was
0: the TikTok about? Was it like just It's listing? about the song
1: Everybody Wants to Be a Cat.
0: And then... Someone
1: just animated it. With, with the Transformers.
0: I, I, I don't know. No, that's I don't hilarious.
1: Know. I want to see that. Oh, gosh. God. You got to find that. That's great. Oh, man. So okay. it's the Transformers
0: singing a song from the Aristocats. Like,
1: kind of. Someone, like, edited... The, it was like, part well, of it was an audio from Stranger Things. Camera's gonna make me look through my no, recently I, viewed. No, bring it next
0: week. Bring it next week if you can find it. This sounds interesting to me. Sorry. So we are just a little bit of uh, meta observation. Meta. Currently, this is the first time we were recording at my new apartment and we are in my guest bedroom because it was the most enclosed space i'm trying to reduce echo like and animals all of our equipment is stacked on three different <laughs> tv dinner trays <laughs> and two of them are next to each other and they're against the bed so they're pretty stable but the third one on the edge of told you my laptop is very wobbly so if you i found uh, it oh you found it okay
1: <laughs> i found it it didn't take very long it was like six videos down
0: It's cute! This is great! It's so cute! Oh, it's this song! Yeah. Oh, this is phenomenal! Oh, this is brilliant!
1: It's so cute! It's all
0: hand-drawn, and it's... It's very cute. It's very, like, animatic style. It's cute. Yeah, it was jazz singing quote-unquote singing that everyone wants to be a cat that is great. Yeah, that's, that's awesome is i love that
1: anyways i'm very fond. Of, very creative. i'm very i'm very fond of that film my mom who listens to our podcast will vouch for me that i am very fond of that
0: film <laughs> we just now we just have your mom send in a voice message we'll put it right here of her no. saying yeah she is <laughs>
1: <laughs> we just call her up wait no it's too late for that it,
0: oh, it's only 9 p.m she's already in bed my parents go to bed early. Well, Man. look, Rachel's mom. I have not intended to turn this podcast into slander against you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just a little surprised. If, if we would
1: started an hour ago, I probably would have called her, <laughs> and then she she probably would have been confused and probably been like, "Are you?" I normally text if they're available to call. Uh, she probably would might would have thought there was something bad going on, or uh-oh. she probably would have been. Aren't you supposed to be podcasting? <laughs> yeah, there is something bad going on.
0: We watched Revenge. Of <laughs> <all of them.
1: laughs> Unfortunately, that's really actually all the news I have.
0: So. Um, so just a quick skim of if I Google search Star Wars and put in news, uh the first article is Star Killer Strikes Again in new Force and Star Wars the Black Series figure set.
1: Oh yeah. The Black Series is releasing a Star Killers a Star Killer figure with um two Stormtroopers and like a boxed set.
0: What's funny though is the uh like the thumbnail in the Google results for this article is just a picture of John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> But also this set looks so awkward. You've I got know. you've like the just the way it's packaged. You've got two stormtroopers just with It's it's <laughs> it's very bulky packaging. It's not really well done. The this is the uh Oh, this is actually wait, this is an article on what what is this? The the article itself is on fandom.com The wiki. I mean, it's it's correct. I saw images of it earlier. That's just I didn't know that fandom wikis do like news articles unless it's pulling from another website. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Nonetheless, uh, this the packaging is just Starkiller standing there, but then also the Stormtro- Stormtrooper standing there. And that's just very funny to me that they're just standing around. I guess
1: if you scroll up, you can kind of see some of the posing that they have yeah, intended I mean, for with cool. the accessories.
0: Absolutely. Once it's posed, it makes sense why you would have them with two stormtroopers, but like just in the boxes. It yeah. Just looks, it it's... looks like awkward cosplayers posing for photos <laughs> <laughs> and not really knowing what to do. Um, looks like a pretty cool toy though. It, it comes with multiple heads. They and give heads. him like all sorts of different lightning stuff and like, I would assume this is a big like impact thing. Like, like it looks like he's punching the ground or like doing like a... Force, force. thing. Ah, it's like re- it, you can... Uh, recreate the cover of the game where he's got this like f- it looks like water, but it's supposed to be like a force push area around him. So um, physics. Actually, not that interested in toys, but we tend to talk about it a lot. In the podcast we like do unboxings on, on the podcast. Yeah. I
1: just got some new Funkos for my office. All Star Wars. Uh, I got uh, Jin Urso from Rogue One. Nice. I got Celebration Leia from the end of a New Hope. I got a uh, Funko of Riva from Kenobi. And I also got oh, uh, Padme in her Senate outfit when Palpatine, Palpatine takes over. The This is where democracy dies. Very, You know, the purple outfit with kind of like the wings up in her hair. Hmm.
0: Very fun. Very cool. Thanks through my office. Yep. just just Eventually, you won't be able to get any work done in there. Just be full of Star Wars. I almost
1: made a joke like you think I do work now, but <laughs> I still... <saw. laughs>
0: Yet again, for legal reasons, I do get my work done. This podcast is the anti resume.
1: (laughs) They just, you know, it makes, hey, I get confidence on how cute my office is all the time. People love them.
0: They do. They do. (laughs) People do love them. Sorry, I was reading an article. I'm trying, it's it's hard to decipher whether an article headline is just clickbait or if it somehow has some uh, legitimacy to it. Oh, so right now, Rachel's pointing to my power strip on power the wall strip I've ever seen. it's just r2d2 coming out of the wall and you plug he's both got uh normal plugs but also usb plugs in him yeah that was one of the first things i bought when i moved out of my parents house and started <laughs> got to college like oh this is cool nice it um actually is not the most uh efficient because it's really loose so i'm i don't really use it we're in my guest bedroom now but i used to have it in my main bedroom and uh it would constantly unplug so i and i have a mm. like, classic alarm clock like a digital alarm clock and i have to re i'd have to uh you know reset the numbers all the time on the oh, alarm yikes. clock uh and it, things would sometimes charge in it sometimes not um it was just as, as reliable as r2 in the original trilogy <laughs> um uh i'm gonna i'm gonna read out this bits of this article and see if there's anything. Here, I've never heard of this website, Inside the Magic. It says, Star uh, Wars yep. will temporarily replace Grogu next year amid characters' uncertain future. So, I think the uncertain future part makes sense now that I think about it because of how Mandalorian Season 3 ended with seemingly mm-hmm. a happy ending for the characters. Uh, but what does that mean, replace?
1: They gotta find new toy marketing, Cameron. They gotta find the next cute thing.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh...
1: They're gonna replace him with Ragnar. So what this Ragnar says is, from three
0: previously suggested there are any aren't any solid plans for Grogu in the future. I think it depends on how much farther we go forward with the character. Despite suggesting elsewhere that Grogu will finally likely live until he's a very ripe old age. Um, yeah, this is. I don't. That doesn't <sighs> say he'll be replaced though.
1: I I think they have put them in a bit of a difficult decision because. So. Apparently, plot-wise, there are two years between Mando Season 2 and Mando Season 3. So that's two years that Grogu spent, or I guess it would be two years between Mando Season 2 and Book of Boba Fett Season 1. I think they've almost written themselves into a dead end in a way because we don't get to see or really have too much of Grogu with Luke. And there's Uh not a whole... Uh if there's two years between them, Luke didn't really teach him a whole lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. So what this article is, I think this article is totally just making stuff yeah. up. Because what it says, at least as far as the replace part, it's it's postulating that Nix, which is the little oxalotal creature from the upcoming video game, will, it will be the new cute character. Mm. Um you know what i'm talking about yeah i know what you're talking about I, there there is no way is it cr- is like no one has said this
1: grogu is the crown prince of star wars marketing and they can't knock him down
0: yeah um so this is this is a bs article
1: i think yeah i don't know it's just kind of it's just i mean i think it's just going to be a situation of they're going to have to try so they've they have saved grogu from being killed by kylo ren but now uh-huh. it's kind of like, okay, so what do we do with him? Because if Luke was still technically considered the last Jedi, I mean, okay, we know we know there are multiple Jedi at the time of the last Jedi. They are most likely still around. There are four sensitive out there. But like they said, with Grogu being living for so long, they're going to have to figure out what to do with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. if they don't want to kill him.
0: They're gonna, Maybe. They're going to reset the canon. Maybe. No. <laughs> 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 Kathleen Kennedy is getting fired. Maybe I don't hey. know why Donald Trump is really <laughs> into Star Wars. But.
1: <laughs> wow, Donald Trump on our podcast? Kidding, kidding, kidding. Um,
0: Thank you for bringing me on the no. podcast. the best podcast <laughs> that's <laughs> ever lived.
1: Wow, first the Alex Jones reference and now a Trump reference. Oh, yikes. Um, but, well, I mean, unless... Oh, who, here, here's my prediction for that Filoni movie.
0: Okay.
1: So the Filoni movie set between six and seven is supposed to bring, you know, supposed to tie it all together. Um, tie it all together, set up for that sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Hypoth- hypothesis, they just kill Grogu. <laughs> they just kill him.
0: Ooh, uh, they just kill him. I mean, that would be.
1: That's when everyone decides the First Order is bad. I mean, that would Grogu.
0: be a great way to make Thrawn like a true villain is like have him kill oh my
1: gosh
0: like i don't i don't
1: like how much maybe ezra takes grogu because he dipped with luke
0: yoink (laughs) (laughs) mine he is he was a street rat to begin with padawan acquired um so to move on i actually i had an idea for a quick discussion that uh Mm. question that popped in my head i thought would be kind of interesting so with the recent release of the indiana jones movie (laughs) um that is doing what a lot of series are doing which is bringing back old actors for one last run as their famous character obviously star wars has already done this with the uh, sequel trilogy doing that for han leia and luke um but in however many years down the road depending on the actor how
1: many can we get to 100 years of star wars
0: uh, I mean, we'll, almost certainly. Yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll be around for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what actor? Like, what is one or two actors you'd really love to see come back when they're older and replay their Star Wars character?
1: Oh man. Uh,
0: I mean, this one—I think a really obvious one, but like, and we've already—we've already been blessed by having ian mcgregor returns kenobi but Mm -hmm. it's getting him to legitimately do old man obi-wan like with whatever movie they do in 20 years from now have him legitimately show up as force ghost obi-wan doing alec guinness obi-wan like looking like him sounding actually being old that just would be a cool way to finally bring obi-wan's character to a conclusion do you
1: think they cannot get away with eric aldrich no that's that
0: Uh (laughs) Uh, That's not the right name. So the actor who plays Young Han Solo, uh, Aldrin Aaron Wright. Aldrin like Aaron, I was close.
1: <laughs> Aldrin Aaron, yeah. Do you think they? I don't know. Do you think they can get away with bringing him back,
0: or is it? Gonna, it's just going to be one of those things where. It... That's interesting. Um, I think, man, potentially, you know, the way we're kind of looking at things right now, where, like, for example, Andrew Garfield and mcguire coming back as spider-man shows that eventually people gain love for stuff no matter how hated it is at the time eventually if some people eventually come there's enough people who like a thing especially if it's part of a larger franchise people like and i think already people most people that you hear i read on the internet that i talk to in person like him as han solo so in 30 40 years if they i don't know if they want to remake The original trilogy or if they i'm not saying they should i'm saying if they do um or Or they they just want to do a story no matter what they do i think i could totally see in in so many decades them bringing him back as old man han because i think eventually whether it's in the next couple years whether it's in feloni's movie they're gonna want to do the thing that we didn't get to see which is the original trio back together mm-hmm. han luke and leia back together we didn't get to see that in the sequels they'll do that eventually if if you get you know you you could do it somehow th- with whoever ends up playing leia at some point there'll be another luke who knows how they're going to do it but uh that would that that i think you could the answer to your question is yes i think they could i would like to see it that's a good one i didn't think about that okay um
1: <clears throat> cameron monaghan Cal Kestis oh I mean oh, that's I w- interesting I just want to see him in live action yes he's floating around he's menacing the empire mm. before the ghost crew was that is interesting he was the blueprint I mean he I think I want to see him in live action I mean
0: he yeah. he's
1: around we just don't know where he is I,
0: I think after the extreme popularity of the second game I think it's I love Cameron incredibly Ryan. likely that we will see him in live action soon but if for some reason that falls through Can't, if in, Cal Kestis gets Grogu <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean that yeah I, I can see like if for some reason it falls through and we don't see him in live action now 20, 30 years from now he'd be a fun easter egg to sh- throw into it easter
1: egg he should be his own thing okay, uh, okay, look, I'm, I'm just time. saying like I'm bare minimum a time. It,
0: like, it, um, but like I guess like along the lines of with something like Harrison Ford. Like it's, it's crazy to think that he started playing this character 40 years ago.
1: I mean, we, as you mentioned, you know, maybe having another thing with the original trio, we have an opportunity for that. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Aldrich Ehrenreich, Max Lloyd-Jones, the body double for Mark Hamill in The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. who looks like Mark Hamill.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I really think even without the CGI, when I looked at him, I went, oh my gosh, he's perfect to play mm-hmm. Luke. Um, I think they could just change the hair a little bit, but then my other thought, I think, you know, always the consideration of um do we you know, what are the ethics of CGIing dead actors and actresses? We have hypothetical opportunity with Aldrich Ehrenreich as Han Solo, Max Lloyd Jones as uh Luke, as Luke, and Billy Lord is leia oh
0: okay that might so billy lord is carrie, carrie fisher's, fisher's daughter. daughter that could potentially work if she wasn't already in star wars
1: i know Well, oh, hey you know you know it's never character stopped character. him before
0: <laughs> who else has played double characters
1: um gosh i forgot his so, name
0: so uh, snoke
1: yeah, Snoke and Kino Loy. So, yeah, oh, except you face? don't
0: see his face as Snoke. So. I
1: think they can get away with
0: it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean you can do whatever you want. Dang, yeah. Like you have got multiple actors who play multiple characters in the, in the Marvel universe and the DC universe. It happens for mm-hmm. sure. But she's so she's not a prominent character. But, like her face is prominently displayed in the sequel trilogy, especially the third one mm-hmm. with an uh, episode nine since Carrie Fisher was dead and they wanted to you know give her daughter a chance to have a bigger role but so i think you, i think they'd probably cast someone else
1: i think it could be but anyways yeah i would love to see cameron again. i really liked aldrich as han there's rumors that with this new dave floating movie set between six and seven that they might be looking into recasting as opposed to de-aging
0: i hope so because really we
1: talked so. about it on a previous episode um because i think i think dave Flo- i think someone interviewed dave Flo- and he's like yeah i'm op- i'm totally open to it mm. um no. i'm trying to think of who else
0: yeah i mean we can eliminate some such as diego luna as the character andor no. from the movies rogue one and andor
1: <laughs> oh the movie andor it's my favorite oh, movie. series <laughs> that. or um
0: you know, Jin Erso Rogue from the movie One. Rogue One, oh. Bodhi
1: from the movie Rogue One,
0: Saw Gerrera
1: from the movie Rogue One.
0: <laughs> Dude, you know if his character had not died, uh, I'm blanking on that actor's name. Uh, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker would gladly do that till the day he died. Oh
1: my gosh. Okay, so we ha- the running joke. So we send each other pictures of when we see like Saw Gerrera merch and just mm-hmm. just with the tip typical uh-huh. can't escape text messages go along with it i tried to get a picture of this so badly but it never came up again i was at a restaurant with a different friend and we were just chilling and i just happened to look at the tv and they were broadcasting a fo- uh, basketball game and forrest whitaker was one of the celebrity <laughs> um <laughs> with celebrity invites and i was like that's great we truly we cannot escape
0: um man uh i mean I think, ultimately, we would be happy with any of these people returning as old people. But I guess, like, in the spirit... <laughs> old people. I mean, we have seen actors. a
1: return of Tamora Morrison
0: yep. as Django yeah. and then as uh-huh.
1: Boba Fett. I want to see him again. I'm <laughs> still mad at Mandalorian Season uh-huh. 3 for uh-huh. just ignoring him. Mm-hmm. Whatever, John Favreau. I guess in... Or whoever
0: made that decision. Uh with Indian Jones specifically, that, that's a character that works really well when he's older because he's always been a grumpy character. Mm-hmm. So there's an element now that he just looks for age. the actor, it's even kind of funnier now that he's older. Like his grumpiness plays into both Harrison Ford's real world persona and his acting mm-hmm. talents. And so that's a character that, especially since he studies history, like that's a character that works well, even though the two movies that he's in when he's older aren't particularly good the character works well when he's mm-hmm. older so
1: who would you want to come back
0: um i can imagine let me guess let me guess okay <laughs> <laughs> you're nailing it his name
1: just escaped Uh-oh. me
0: even mcgregor well i already said that at the top but, i don't know i'm just, yeah, just guessing you oh, probably want to come back <laughs> oh yeah absolutely i think i think like he's always done as he's gotten older himself and the character he's played the character older his impression slash interpretation of Alec Guinness's performance has been amazing so to give him that chance when he's older that would work super super well would love to see it um I think that Poe Dameron's character would work really well as an older character Finn yeah I mean yeah like I said you, you, yeah, can, you yeah, can sit yes. here and list anyone from these series and I would get I'd be happy but characters that especially work when they're older that I would be especially happiest if they release a Star Wars movie 20, 30 years from now and this particular character showed up, I would be the happiest. It would be interesting
1: to see the progress of the twins from the Kenobi series as they get older. Luke and Leia. Oh. The child, those, they're child Yeah, actors. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's hard we, to what, predict. What's that called? We will watch your... Um,
0: career, with <laughs> great career with great interest. interest. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, th- those are the two that come to mind for me because those are also probably my two... Obi-Wan's my favorite character from the prequels. Oscar, uh, Poe Dameron's my favorite character from the, the sequel. So that makes sense for me personally. But I, I really like your answers a lot. I think those are really good.
1: I mean, and I'm always down to see Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru again.
0: Oh, yeah. Jude yeah. Law and... Uh, not Jude Law.
1: <laughs> no, not your. Jude right, Law is going to be in Star Wars and <laughs> Skills Crew. But... Um,
0: no, uh, shoot. Uh, Joel Edgerton? Yes, Joel <laughs> yes. Edgerton. One of my favorite actors. Absolutely keep bringing him back as Uncle Owen. I, as much as you can. I'm, I'm Like sure. I'm saying, I, Kenobi was Bring wasn't... him back as this flaming skeleton just... Stop. <laughs> when they have inevitably make big episode 12 and they try to do the in end game-esque <laughs> ending again and all the characters come together, <laughs> you got anakin and obi-wan and mace windu and chewbacca and what's han the, and leia then you just have burning skeletons what's standing the super there
1: smash bro everyone's here <laughs> um i mean like i i've said it before and i've said it again kenobi wasn't my favorite but i love the expansion on uncle owen and aunt twin Absolutely. sons beru i think it was just a nice touch of them considering <laughs> really the only time we see them is in new hope when they give luke a hard time oh for-
0: man now i'm thinking about live action rebel characters since they're about to turn live action don't get my hopes up man uh don't
1: get my hopes up camera. if if
0: so we don't know if whoever plays ezra does a good job if we got to see him as an old man
1: old man ezra
0: yeah that would be cool that'd be really He's been cool.
1: cast um yeah I can't remember, I can't remember who it is, his. I, we're we're really bad at names. <laughs> it's not that we don't care. It's just we're bad at names. I think I've
0: never seen him in anything before. No,
1: this is new for him, which I'm super excited for.
0: He's played by not Aladdin. <laughs> yeah. Um, Aman is Fondy. Yeah. So it's also just a quick like. Uh, I'm I'm I feel like there's some that man that first trailer for ahsoka made me feel like there's something on the wing <laughs> <laughs> there's something on the wing no wow what a reference thing um there, there's say there's some sort of twist in ahsoka i think this feels very mysterious i think there's a chance that ezra's not alive stop that i know i hate stop I that see you him. take that back like, obviously they ca- we will see him in We've already seen him in hologram. So we know why there's a live I connected. can't. I, it's, it's,
1: I, I dude, from Incredibles, I, I can't. I'm not strong enough. I can't.
0: <laughs> so my point is, in this conversation about seeing him as an old man, he might not be alive. So we might not get that chance to.
1: So... Don't say that to me.
0: <laughs> I could be totally wrong about that.
1: You better be. <laughs> uh,
0: but I also suspected that it was possible that Thrawn was somehow still, like, at least not back yet. Um, but... From he wasn't
1: well he wasn't back yet necessarily in Mando season three. Yes. Or he didn't just sure. return. But, but they mentioned that They name dropped him to get everyone ready for Ahsoka.
0: They teased him in the trailer, but apparently they've shown him in the new trailer, which I'm choosing not to to watch as per the intro of this episode. But anyways, um so that's one that could so anyone pretty um, you know, uh old Freddie Prince Jr. as Kanan, even as like a force ghost. Old Callus. I want I think you know, I always go back and forth on like fan service. It, it fan service itself is not good or bad. It's how you use it. It's a tool. I do think they kind of missed something by having not, by not exploiting the potential of Force Ghosts at the end of Rise of Skywalker. In some way, the voices are cool. I love the voices. It's subtle. It's to the point. It's not too much. But also, want to see Obi Wan. I want to see Yoda. I want to see Anakin. I want to <coughs> see all the other. But like, also, they're not. Kanan te- shouldn't be a force ghost anyway so he's a wolf yeah hear me out old callus oh you see but you gotta but see, I'm talking more actors than characters which is not too different but like we don't have a live action callus I would but do you know what? okay give me David Oyelowo's live action callus I do not care if he's black just do it it doesn't matter
1: as long as it's not Chris Evans <laughs> I saw a Twitter thread where someone said, we, the Star Wars fandom, want Chris Evans as live action callous And all the comments were, no, we do not. <laughs> Chris Evans is fine. He's whatever. I think he would be a terrible choice for him. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I think Nikolaj koster Waldo. I don't know how to pronounce his name, the guy who plays Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones, would be a stellar choice for him. What's his name? Nikolaj, N I K O. Lajko Coster.
0: Co- what? What's
1: C-O-S-T-E-R. It? Dash W A L D E A U.
0: Wow. You're welcome. I just kind of got like seventy-five percent of the law. <laughs> t- oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, he, w- would, he would, it, would nail I, it. Can I, can he I, would nail it. Show
1: me what image. Sure. Yeah, like, okay, that's him a little younger, but if like you look at him a little like older, kind of with like the long hair.
0: Like yeah, oh yeah, like, yeah he would kill it.
1: Per, a perfect man. He's, uh, he's oh, not yeah. perfect. That's, that's like exactly see,
0: Callous Hair right there. I know. Is that from Game of Thrones? Yeah, that's yeah, from oh. early
1: Game of Thrones. See, see, yeah, see. Ev- kill it. People are like Ooh, Chris Evans. No him. <laughs> <laughs> that is my that is my cast. And also, I feel like I would recognize him as oh yeah, that's Jamie Lannister. But I'm not going to recognize him in the same way every time I would see Chris Evans in a scene.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Chris
1: Evans is almost. <laughs> I will say too big. But it, it's just I think too, sometime, You mean famous? Yes, yeah. too yeah. famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of, it's like it's like if they put Tom Holland in Star Wars. It's, just, it's too
0: recognizable. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So. I, I, but you know what Jude Law? I guess he, Jude Law's not as famous now as he used to be, but Jude Law's a major character, major actor. You mean Joel Edgerton? No, Jude Law. Oh, okay. Okay, this time I I mean Jude Law who's going to be in Skeleton Crew. Yes. He's probably
1: well, One consider- of the most
0: famous people they're putting in a Star Wars thing. I, like, can you think of someone more famous? Like, who of some same fam- I mean, this We have gone way off the rails, but I'm having fun. We're gonna break this into a two part episode. I'm gonna this into We're not recording next week. Spoilers. So is, um, you can record with Athena. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just I don't take, think she would let just, me hold her the way take, she let you hold her. <laughs> just take it, take over, hold her up to the mic. This special <laughs> message from our um, supervisor and editor. Wow. <laughs>
0: Uh she's going to edit all this out I think. <laughs> um who are who are famous people in in new Star Wars? So we've got uh uh oh, I'm so bad with names. The, the, who's he's in Andor, he's the art collector. Like Stellan Skarsgård? Sorry. Pretty famous, recognizable, but I think your average person doesn't really like, like he's kind of a, one of those guys.
1: I actually just watched Deep Blue Sea the other night <laughs> Is he I, in? he's in it
0: i did not know that because i would, with sam jackson yeah oh when he gets eaten by the big shark yeah oh wow because
1: i went Stellan scars guard <laughs> i have an action
0: figure of him <laughs> that's great um who else i mean other than obviously harrison ford like that doesn't count like like people who are new to star wars in the newer trilogy like i mean i guess like samuel jackson was pretty darn famous in the late 90s
1: um, I don't know if they you consider him famous or infamous, but technically speaking, Lin-Manuel Miranda oh, is in no. Star Wars. <laughs> but he's a stormtrooper, right? No, he's a rebel. He's in the end oh, of Rise of Skywalker. Right. Yeah, he's just in the I back like, that. grinning.
0: Ooh, that's He's not a character, so it doesn't count, but ooh. <laughs> I know they
1: were fighting to keep him away from the music room.
0: <laughs> no rapping in Star Wars. <laughs> um... Who else? I, I'm just totally blanking on actors that are in new Star Wars. Um, um,
1: uh, Laura who, Dern. Yeah, yes. Yeah, oh, so gosh, I love Laura Dern.
0: She was really popular in the '90s, but like, I didn't even really recognize her when she showed up in Last Jedi. Like, it took me a while to realize who she was. So that's she's among the more famous new actors, but even that is not that recognizable. Joseph Gordon-Levitt as a voice. Uh
1: huh. That doesn't count. That means he could come back. <laughs> um uh, (laughs) wasn't tom hardy supposed to be a
0: stormtrooper he's in a deleted scene in last jedi yeah
1: i kept hearing rumors that either prince harry or prince william were supposed to be stormtroopers i think
0: that's confirmed i think he's just like a a stormtrooper in a big scene um very
1: empirical uh, of them (laughs) very good
0: very good thank you um is it DJ is the like smuggler in Last Jedi?
1: Oh my gosh. Uh yeah.
0: Not the smuggler, but the 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 lock breaker. The code I'm trying to remember he's a very famous actor. Yeah, I'm is trying he... to remember his name. Or... <sighs> yeah, DJ. Yeah, who's he played by? Oh. So what this says, this is on the fandom wiki.
1: Okay. Those are pretty accurate. DJ
0: is short for don't join that's what his catchphrase is. Oh. I wonder if that's official or not. That's kind of cool. Because that's like what he keeps. That sounds telling... like
1: something that would be confirmed in a book and yeah. or comic between the movies. I kind of love that. I that already love this cool. character
0: so much. That's really cool. Ugh. He's. I am so mad that he's not in episode nine. It's like it's kind of cool that he kind of just disappears at the end of eight, but also I would like to see him again. Um, I don't know. It would be kind of cool if in twenty years whatever young new crew of characters you have they need help from someone and it's it's this guy y'all Yo, you guys are at it again yeah that and like he had either he's still the same or he's like become a hero mm-hmm. because of what uh, that would be really cool um the actor's name I, i'm so mad that i'm forgetting him because i love this guy and i'm just totally blanking on the actor's name um dang some more and more
1: benicio del toro
0: yes yes i always get his name mixed up with the actor the director for uh guillermo del toro Mm -hmm. um so yeah so um older benicio showing up in a a new star wars here in a couple decades would be pretty sweet
1: and i mean we've we've been very open on this podcast we want to see uh john boyega come back
0: oh absolutely anyone from the new series um but i i I think there are there's a certain but i I guess you can go the opposite of what I talked about with Harrison Ford of grumpy old man. Older, kind, kind older people also nice. Like in exact opposition. If you live long enough
1: in the Star Wars universe, you become either old and mean or you go senile like Yoda.
0: (laughs) Well, what I was about to say is um, in contrast to Harrison Ford's grumpiness, uh, Carrie Fisher's performance as General Leia... I love is her. so lovely carrie fisher can so do incredible. no wrong in my eyes <laughs> and so you can have sweet older characters so like ray and finn as older characters if you i would not want to see them as old grumpy characters but if you did them as they're still their same sweet kind-hearted mm-hmm. characters that could work really well uh, yeah definitely i could definitely see that um yeah um the
1: ghost is confirmed to be at the Battle of Exegol. Yeah, the ship so that the Rebels flying. So we could see, yes. Oh, the, the ghost crew from the, the, co-
0: the Cartoon Rebels. <laughs> um,
1: Hera, Jason Sindola, I know, he was... <laughs> I
0: got a meme about that. <laughs> hey,
1: wait, I, wait, I actually have some news that I forgot to say. They were releasing some um, Lego sets. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Is, I, I, thought, I thought we talked about it. Did we not talk about it no. last week? Oh, shoot, yeah.
1: No, so they released some, uh, I guess, Ahsoka-themed sets, and Jason, uh, with, who was Hera's, and... Um, canan Kanan's son is uh in them he's the l- little yeah. lego boy minifigure but he's got dark hair so people are like i saw someone say this is the best retcon dave filoni has come <laughs> up with because <laughs> the last time we see him he has this really ugly bright green hair uh-huh. um i did actually see a cute little theory that maybe sabine just dyed his hair <laughs> and that's why i had green on his ears i think that is also i think that's also the fandom trying just to come to terms with just how creepy he looks it's just it's just so hard to design children like yeah as animated true. characters because if you don't get it right just because they're not quite proportioned like regular people because they are children mm-hmm. and it's just if you don't get the proportions right the whole thing's off it's all on kenny valley
0: yeah i agree i agree um, so I'm making something right now that I want to get you. Oh, it's a meme. I sorry, I'm trying to figure out how to. Okay, almost. Oh, what? Sorry, it keeps Photoshop. I'm normally better at Photoshop than this.
1: <laughs> it's probably because you're using a trackpad and not a mouse. Yeah, probably.
0: Um, any oh, any other famous actors that we can think of? This is you know sometimes. Reba! Um. Uh, is Moses famous? Ingram. Is she famous. I don't know her for
1: me. Oh, I guess I was more along the lines. I want to see her come back older.
0: Um, oh. Moses um, Ingram. Uh, yeah. Um, what, what do you suppose her, like, why would she have, why would she come back? Like, what would be the...
1: I mean, she survi- Look, if we don't see a death, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. she survives. She goes off to putter around the galaxy some way. Mm-hmm. That's true. It'd be interesting to see her. She could she could be old and grumpy. It'd be grudging kind of the trend of we need someone and you're the one we came to to help and she's like mm, uh, don't ask me for help that kind of thing um but okay. yeah i can't think of really anyone
0: anyone oh so i've simulated what uh if they brought back uh your man what's his name sorry i forgot his name uh <laughs> i've already uh callus if they brought if chris evans played old man callus I, I think hate, this is what he would look I like. i hate that so much that's so good i hate it so what i've done is i've taken uh old man captain america from the end of end game and just drawn white to make him give him longer oh, side burns like it. like callus has i
1: hate it dislike okay. well, not a fan we're
0: 45 minutes into this episode let's go Good ahead thing it's and a
1: two-parter start our subject
0: <laughs> for the night which is the film transformers revenge of the fallen from Anyways. 2009 again eight? directed by michael bay 2009 first oh, one came out 2007 this is 2009 yeah i saw this in theaters opening weekend Aww. um this was the so i would have been man i gotta figure out my eight, uh 12
1: i would have
0: been 10 yeah okay so i've been 12 uh, about to turn 13 and this is kind of the first time i realized critics hate these movies <laughs> specifically this one did um you,
1: did you watch nostalgia critic to find that out
0: no 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 i uh went on before i went and saw the movie i went on to oh uh the very famous film critic i'm totally blank man i'm totally blanking on all proper Martin so like, he's a director yeah. <laughs> he critiques <laughs> uh, films Man, I don't have to Google search famous nostalgia film critic. critic. <laughs> no, not <laughs> nostalgia critic. Stop that. Wait,
1: who is the guy? Roger
0: here? Ebert. Dang it! I went on Roger Ebert's website, um, looking wow, for a way review back in the day, and I couldn't find it. So I searched it, and uh, the review came up, and it was like a one paragraph review, and it was one star. And I was like, surely this is wrong. These movies are amazing. I love the first Transformers movie. Surely this is wrong. And even at the time, I was like. This is amazing. Like, I, as a 12 year old, I, I was all in on this movie. Um, in retrospect. Do you have a pulled up? I think one star is very kind. Generous. The review? I can try to find it. Yeah. Uh, Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert. <laughs> Website <laughs> Revenge of the <laughs> Fallen. Uh, let's see. Is this, is this it? Um. Oh, this is much longer than one paragraph. Uh let me let's let's uh let's read the headline. Revenge of the Fallen. All right, if you're thinking Michael Bay, it's a terrible headline. Are you sure this is the one you read? Uh it's one star. Transformers Revenge of the Fallen is a much. horrible experience of unbearable length briefly punctuated by three or four amusing moments. One of these involves a dog-like robot humping the leg of the heroine. <laughs> Such are the meager joys. If you want to save yourself the ticket price, go into the kitchen, cue up a male choir singing the music of hell, and get a kid to start banging pots and pans together. Then close your eyes and use your imagination. (laughs) Dang. (laughs) The plot is incomprehensible. Sorry, I totally messed up that word. The plot is incomprehensible. The dialogue of the Autobots copyright, Decepticons copyright, and other bots copyright is meaningless. Word flap. Their accents are Brooklynese, British, and hip-hop. As befits a race from the distant stars, their appearances <laughs> look like junkyard throw up. They are dumb as a rock, and they share the film with human characters who are much more interesting. And that is very faint praise indeed.
1: Now that's an interesting take.
0: I mean, I don't think it's untrue. The robots are barely characters in this movie.
1: Oh, I mean, yeah.
0: So the thing that we said. No, I'm faint just praise. saying that
1: the fact that they the human character is more interesting.
0: Yeah, because the robot characters are barely characters, yes. so the human characters being better is, it's you, is pretty bad. They ain't praised it. They're pretty bad characters. for a
1: movie called The Transformers.
0: <laughs> Maybe you can explain this reference to me. I don't get it. It says the two most inexplicable characters are Ron and Judy Whitwicky, who are the parents of Shia LaBeouf, who Mephistopheles Mef- Mef- threw the- into the deal. Mephistopheles hold on mephistopheles
1: mephistopheles oh my god like from cats
0: who me- let's let's do a quick this is when we are really padding for time on this episode associated with a faust legend of an ambitious scholar based on the there's a legend faust makes a deal with the devil at the price of his soul <laughs> mephistopheles acts as the devil's agent so it's just saying yeah so like I guess he's saying, like, they made a deal with Mistopheles to make this movie, and he's the one who threw these two characters. He's also in this...
1: a character from the Cats musical. Mm,
0: both are horrible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, we were going to do a similar, I don't know if you're going to keep reading, sorry. No, go ahead. We were going to do a similar thing where instead of kind of going through the whole synopsis, because that gets a little long. Mm-hmm. We were going to do our similar um, three good, three bad, and then the three confusing, weird or, like, interest, I don't know, whatever, the three middle tier that we don't know how to, like, put it in good or bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Huh.
1: Which one should we start off with?
0: Um. So, I think I'm going to uh, just give myself nine slots, and I'm going to take probably one or two from the good and give it to the bad, because I don't know if I can come up with three good things about this I movie. struggled, Cameron. <laughs> so, if you don't want to do, you don't have to do three good things if you don't want to. I
1: did come up with three. Okay,
0: um how about you hit us with those <laughs> um you know what actually for, actually sorry first i just want to give for anyone who hasn't seen the movies. i just want to give a very quick very quick it's bad. Plot summary uh pretty much uh uh child of buffs character sam is going off to college and he finds um a shard of the all spark which was the big thing from the first movie that was able i guess you would it's not technically and MacGuffin, because technically McGuffin MacGuffin is the thing the characters are going after, and then when they find it, it's useless. It doesn't end up being useless, because they use it to kill Megatron. Um, and it does also create... So it gives life to uh, technology, and a shard of it falls into... What we learn now is fell into Sam's jacket when he destroyed Megatron. And that then, like,
1: it's encodes a bunch
0: of information into Sam's brain. The Decepticons learn this to come after him because it has some sort of guide. What we there's a bit of retconning, I think, going on here. Is there? there's not only was the Allspark able to give life, it also held all of Cybertronian oh, history. True. They didn't think to back that <laughs> stuff up. They don't
1: have that up on a hard drive they didn't somewhere. Back it
0: up in the cloud. They didn't back. No many, one has this. How many terabytes
1: of information do you think that is
0: for living robotic organisms? They are not very good at don't this. Don't they have a copy stuff. in their
1: own heads? Do you think that would make
0: sense? Do scat- you think it could be maybe stored in Cybertron itself? Maybe <laughs> not a big cube probably. that apparently gets lost really easily. I
1: don't know, but but somehow
0: um, Megatron returns. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my
0: god. <laughs> um, and then they all go to Egypt because oh, and also it turns out that the oh, uh, and then Optimus dies. Yes, we'll get, we'll probably front, talk about that. Big um. It turns out the primes, uh, back in the day, the, early, the first primes were traveling the universe, turning suns into, into Energon. They don't use that for yeah, it, yeah. They, that's what they were doing, uh, and they would not do it to any planet that had life. Well, there was one prime who became known as the Fallen, um, hated the humans for some reason, and really wanted to destroy Earth. So the uh, the cyber the the primes hid a key. They killed him ganged up on him yep or they they, they didn't successfully kill him because he's still alive
1: yes but not to their knowledge. yet yeah. they, they
0: destroyed they like yeah. they uh defeated him yeah and then hid the key on earth and uh this villain the fallen has been waiting on one of the moons of saturn for thousands of years <laughs> that- <laughs> until uh someone shows up and helps him i guess um and so the uh the auto uh the Decepticons, steal a piece another piece of the uh the spark and they go resurrect megatron from the depths he goes and reports to the Fallen. the Fallen's like go kill optimus so that i can come back to earth because i can only be defeated by a prime they kill optimus everyone goes to egypt because the uh the, the big thing that's able to, to kill the sun and absorb the sun is built into one of the pyramids and because uh, of
1: aliens then we
0: spend like an hour just standing around in the desert there is a Inexplicable amount of standing around the desert in this movie. I'll talk about that later, and then um, it turns out that the key is the matrix of leadership um, from the original animated film, mm-hmm. and Sam then uses that to resurrect Optimus after and, he dies himself. Yes, we'll talk about lots that scene too.
1: Of, lots going on. Lots of Christ analogies. Oh my god! This yes. film.
0: Uh, we will talk about that as well, and then. Um, the Decepticons leave, and the movie's over. It just ends really abruptly. Um, to give a little bit of context for this film, this movie was being developed during the two thousand seven, two thousand eight writer strike, as well as. E- as, as, and well as it shows. <clears throat> yeah, this movie, uh, Wolf. I th- you can tell the exact point of the screenplay when the writers quit because the movie just comes to a dead stop. It is because I think when I think of this movie, I think of everything up until they get to egypt and then i just kind of lump all the egypt stuff into like one climactic action scene i just assume oh yeah the the egypt part is probably like 20 to 30 minutes and it's the last act of the movie it's the last half of this two and a half hour movie i haven't
1: seen this movie in years and i was like i there were i like knew the basic part Mm -hmm. of it but i'm thinking oh yeah there's a whole lot left
0: because up until they get to egypt it's not a good movie, but it, <laughs> it's got some flow to it. It's moving along. Stuff is it's happening. It's a good movie. Like, it's very Transformers Michael Bay. Like, it, it very much like, okay, this is a worse version of the first movie, but at least things are happening. And then they teleport out of nowhere. There's a Decepticon who can just teleport them. Decepticon that joins their With side. With a space
1: bridge. That's pretty, that's, that's not, that's like, that, yeah, that
0: happens. But it just happens. Like, there's no build up to it. There's no, there's, it's not set up early in the movie. He just does it. Out of absolutely nowhere, and then they're just in Egypt, and then the movie comes to a grinding halt. So I think that's why, like, when I think of this movie, I have a slightly more positive opinion of it because I think of it as an hour and a half movie in my head. But when you actually watch it, oof! Once they like, it's it's annoying and grating. But again, as I said previously, in an interesting way, like it's it's annoying, grading it annoying. Sorry, <laughs> interesting movie up until they get to Egypt, and then it is just nothing nothing happens there's this whole like the the main conflict for the next like 30 minutes at some point is that the everyone loses communication and they're just mm-hmm. not like it's never resolved it's not it's not interesting it's just like it explains why everyone's
1: separated and it's it's not until the government sends a drone and realizes oh there's a bunch of decepticons that they actually send in more reinforcements
0: and during this whole segment I, We'll talk about, we'll get the negatives in a second. Sorry, we're doing summary right now. So, this movie fell during a writer's strike, and apparently a bunch of other uh, guilds in Hollywood struck as well. And apparently the director's strike, there was about to be a director's strike. So, Michael Bay did a bunch of stuff early in production to get it done before he might have to strike as a member of the guild. They never struck, but it's kind of one of those things of like, you think your homework is due on one day, so you rush everything. And then you realize it's not due until next week. But you're like, I've already got it done. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of what happened in this movie. Everything I keep saying, reading about this movie is, it's almost all stuff that was just rejected from the first film. Like, it's literally just, okay, here's everything we didn't do <laughs> last time. Um, which explains, again, a lot. Um, they brought in um a new writer they brought back they were able the the writers of the first two movies did not want to come back that one. um the first the writers the two writers of the first movie did not want to come back and they eventually convinced them to come back with addition of Erin kruger who seems to be a decent writer he, he directed the american the ring he uh helped write top gun maverick um those only ones uh brothers grim which is a pretty decent movie um and then Dark of the Moon and Age of Extinction Ew. and then Ghost in the Shell oh, and then Dumbo live action uh. oh gosh this is <laughs> so, downhill yeah uh, but then talking to Maverick so um but I you can and it says that they were quote locked in a, in a hotel room for four months to write this I believe the forcibly locked in a room by Michael Bay part but not for four months <laughs> <laughs> that does not half,
1: there's a half truth in there. <laughs>
0: um does it really say four it says the three writers spent four months finishing the screenplay that is that does not check out at all no. um and let me let me check the tf wiki to see if there's anything other interesting trivia about Tiffiki. this movie tiff wiki um i love tf wiki very knowledgeable so what is your what is your first positive about this train wreck it ends then end credits.
1: <laughs> um they used a song from The Fray. They used Never Say Never in the beginning of the film and I just uh-huh. really enjoyed that cuz I love The Fray. So that was that was a that was a plus for me. Uh-huh. And I called it from the first piano note too. I went this is Never Say Never by The Fray. <laughs> and I was right. That was
0: good. That was, that was a good call. Um I
1: don't remember it being on the uh, official soundtrack though.
0: It- probably not that's an interesting question um for me positive um i do like some of the transformers in this transformers movie um you know he's barely in it but Sideswipe, i think is pretty cool like for a character that's just meant to be cool i know i know he's not jazz i know but (laughs) that's what they did though they were
1: like oh we gotta have another cool character (laughs) and he's got like
0: literally one line of dialogue that's a terrible one-liner i don't even remember what it was oh like damn Damn, i'm I'm good good. yeah it's terrible um, he's got a
1: sick pair of Heelys though.
0: <laughs> I like I like that he is this really cool concept Corvette. Um and he's got like swords. I think he's he's interesting. Um, um the, the
1: term you're looking for is arm blades. <laughs>
0: This version of Soundwave I think is amazing and I really really wish he was actually like in the battles on Earth.
1: And it's the same voice actor from G1. It yeah. just didn't modulate his voice as much. He looks
0: so cool. I think I want to know how the
1: um United States satellite
0: didn't notice him. <laughs> Anyways. Um he, Yeah, so he's like a satellite in in orbit By and he, he I think this movie does do a good job of especially on the Decepticon side, they're not all just humanoid shaped, they're various shapes. It doesn't always work but there is vi- and you have he the- doxed
1: the location of the other cube shard <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh you know you've got the uh Decepticon that's like a bunch of little balls that then transform into like a blade micro uh and that guy's cool and the, I, I uh but then again and then also the other one I had is I, I really love when Scorponok shows up in this he just comes out of nowhere. I think he
1: was in the desert that whole time? Uh,
0: presumably, yeah. <laughs> they left him down there. <laughs> uh, Scorponok was the big scorpion guy that they fought in the first one. The fact that he just, like, you see the sun, sand coming up and he just launches out and attacks mm-hmm. Bumblebee. He's like
1: Poetry, right? No, he attacks
0: Jetfire. Uh, jet Another character that I like, he talks way too much. And his role in the movie doesn't ultimately make that much sense, but for the fact that there is... We spend most of the movie with Bumblebee, who the twins. doesn't talk. Yes, the twins who, who do are horrible, talk,
1: unfortunately,
0: and
1: it's just Tom Kenny Wheelie, who also talks. <laughs> Who's
0: also Tom Kenny. Those are your four primary Transformers for the bulk unfortunately. of this movie.
1: Fortunately,
0: and they suck. Well, Bumblebee doesn't suck, but he doesn't really do anything he's, in this movie. He's, he's, he's uh, so, Jetfire, this um, he so in this movie in the continued. So in the first film, they implanted Transformers into human history in very small ways. Well, in this sequel, they thought, "Let's go way farther." The Transformers have been on Earth since humanity started. Oh, and started. it gets
1: worse throughout the series. <laughs> the uh, there have
0: been Transformers on Earth looking for this source of uh, this like sun killer thing. And they've been...
1: Starkiller, you could say. Yeah,
0: uh-huh. And <laughs> as uh, Jetfire says, his father was the first wheel. And what did he
1: transform into? Nothing. The, but he did so with dignity and... Pri- yeah, I had but that. But that. that doesn't
0: make any sense. Wouldn't he have just transformed into the wheel? I
1: don't know. I'm just quoting the movie. <laughs> I
0: know, I know, I know. But wouldn't he have transformed into the wheel? I don't know. Wouldn't that have been his... I, I do not, not know how the descendant thing <laughs> works in these yeah, films. Yeah, uh-huh. But nonetheless, Jetfire has been on Earth for a while, and he was um, an old airplane and a uh, black Blackbird, I think. Is, oh, yeah. And uh, he's been like de- de- deactivated for like decades, presumably. Sweet. And he's in what is supposed to be the <laughs> Smithsonian <laughs> Air and Space Museum, except for it's out in the middle of nowhere and looks nothing like the Air and Space Museum that's in the middle of Washington D.C.
1: I've been there. You've Safe. been there. I've like been like there. that's. Yeah. They would have been on the lawn. <laughs> You can't just go and into. Also,
0: the, some of the worst security. There's like three oh security guards. Gosh. They all take out very quickly. And then I
1: think it's an Air Force Museum. If one. I remember yeah, correctly. That, that's exactly also the Enola... Gay. En- 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 Enola Gay is there. Mm. <laughs> that the was the, a weird the, a shot. Search. That's the that's the ship that dropped nuclear bombs over Japan. If I remember, correctly. there's uh, just a weird shot that's very specifically of the is Enola the Gay, first
0: aircraft to drop an atomic bomb. Oh
1: my gosh, I was yes. right. Okay, good good,
0: good call um but let me let me figure out who played uh jetfire i think it was name? mark ryan just a second imdb has this uh is weirdly structured these days uh mark ryan yeah who is also in last night he's a world war one tank and lieutenant oh boy and <laughs> age of extinction he's lockdown. is that who's locked down is he the like the bounty hunter? Yeah, yeah the bounty hunter um dude's
1: getting his paychecks for sure
0: was he he's the voice of bumblebee in the first transformers
1: oh he, shoot he That's just plays
0: cool. a different character in each movie <laughs> seriously he's in all the live action transformers films but he plays someone different every <laughs> time well so the original five he's not in the new two um and not anything star wars related anyways um is he He's got a weird acting career. Interesting. Um, so I like Jetfire. He's an old British man. He was. He was uh, on
1: one. Um, he was part of one of my pluses too. I like his sacrifice. I don't know. It's just kind of like, oh, that's, that's nice. That's very nice of him.
0: Convenient <sighs> for sure. It's bizarre because like, there's a lot of things that happen in this movie that we that never happen again. I'm also scraping the bottom of the barrel. For yeah, this, I understand. So. <laughs> but him, yeah, like they build him up as a likable character, so that you kind of care when he sacrifices himself. But the sacrifice itself. Again, comes out of nowhere. Take,
1: well, very much. You have my axe
0: and uh-huh. my body. Yeah, to clarify for listeners who haven't seen it, he, like, just falls apart and then they turns uses, into a jetpack for Optimus Prime to fight the Fallen yeah, at the he end. Uses, they
1: he uses parts to... <laughs> Which calls into question... The ethics. If...
0: And then Optimus just discards it at the end, like it's nothing. Yeah, that's fine. Optimus... So the the Fallen can only be defeated by a Prime, But, like, I feel like anyone with a big jetpack with a big cannon on it could have probably taken out an old man like the Fallen. Like, um, anyways, do you have another positive? You had Jetfire. Is there another one you wanted to say? You know,
1: as annoying as Sam's parents are. And, you know, as as almost as much too much screen time that is allotted to them. Mm Mm-hmm. Towards the end, because the beginning when they're at the college is... Ugh, I understand why Princeton didn't want it to be associated with the movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like towards the end of this second film, we do really see how much his parents care for him.
0: We, see, Yeah, those, those actors sell it. We, uh, th- that, as that's what unnecessary I'm and like, like, annoying as they are, the, yes. the actors sell that they care about Sam. It, they feel like, like parents.
1: Like Honestly, just like ignoring the first part when they get dumped out in egypt
0: uh-huh.
1: i think it's there's a very interesting p- point where sam's dad is yelling at it's like his parents are like do not come back for us you and Michaela need you know there's like they are trying to get him to save themselves and you know what as i'm watching this again not to put too much thought into revenge of the fallen because we sure know they didn't put too much thought into it at all <laughs> there is a very interesting moment where towards the end when Sam Sam is trying to get to Optimus to help revive him, Sam's dad is holding him back and is uh-huh. saying, no, you need to stay with us. We're a family. We'll go out together. And his mom steps in, Judy, and like just kind of like stops her husband and is like, he needs to go, which uh-huh. is an interesting turnaround from the beginning of the film in which Judy didn't want to let Sam go because he was growing up and going to college. And she's kind of going through that her only child's going to go away and leave. And mm-hmm. so there's just a little bit of an interesting character switch. Character development in one of these movies? Oh my <laughs> gosh. But you know what? It was just kind of nice to see they care for him. And they sold it. Especially, like, when Sam is dead, and his parents are trying to get to him, and the army men won't let them through, they they looked like desperate parents.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally.
1: So that was really all my good bits. Of this film, uh, Jetfire was fine. The fray was cool, and you know what? I I didn't mind Sam's parents toward the end. Oh, I forgot!
0: How could you forget? Now I'm sorry. he was our MVP for the first movie, but and he's uh, the only MVP in this film. I don't I don't think he's as good in this movie. But this one little monologue. Uh, <laughs> Is something I know Rachel loves. One man alone. by the country now last hope in the final hour of need. to be driven like never before. my favorite And the fact that he keeps trying to say it again, he keeps like throughout the rest of the action scene going one man. One of my
1: favorite uh, trends on the internet is sometimes when people post about that scene, all the comments will just go one man in the response <laughs> alone. It's 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 just a funny trend.
0: It's great. I love it. Uh, John Turturro, regardless of the terrible writing is always gonna be likable and enjoyable so he's, he's a hoot is he the the live action mvp for this movie probably i don't know if i have an mvp for this one it's it's all kind of a crap show i liked to kayla really what about her because i think they do her really dirty in this movie
1: i think this movie well no i do think she's no i do think she's done dirty mm-hmm. i think she always has a lot more to give because uh megan fox is a pretty good character um but I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I like her. Yeah, fair enough. But um, that's, there's, it's, yeah.
0: I got nothing against Megan Fox. I just like don't think she's given, like she's actually given stuff to do in the first one. Mm-hmm. And while we talked about the last one, the cinematography is just showing that she's just eye candy. Unfortunately. The, the screenplay and the performance is showing that there's more there. Mm-hmm. There is really nothing going on. In they threw movie. all
1: the emotion of that film into when Sam died.
0: Absolutely. They They yeah. put
1: their whole acting careers into that
0: um and so one last i think that was probably my last But i have one more positive oh we get a powerpoint in this one we get a uh, there's a there's a human government agent just chewing out optimus prime for saying that the autobots are own the decepticons are only here to fight the autobot and megatron just puts his finger all the way up in his face and goes megatron Sorry, Optimus Prime.
1: Oh, like Uh, a power space
0: Uh point. Like the way they point.
1: You said PowerPoint, and I was like, I don't remember seeing Microsoft in this
0: (laughs) This is the classic Transformers PowerPoint that we love from G1. He does it right up in that guy's face, and it's (laughs) awesome. I love it.
1: It's so good. (laughs) Every time we're watching an episode of G1, and they just like point, because they point like... If you were to point at someone in grade school or whatever, and you put your right hand against your... Forehead to like with the L with your finger and thumb up to, to for like a loser. Uh-huh. That's how they almost all point <laughs> with their thumb
0: straight. It's really funny. Uh-oh. He was looking kind of dumb with a the fingers. finger. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna cut in here. This will be the end cut. of part one of our conversation of not Star Wars but Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen. Um, things are gonna just continue to get weirder as the night gets longer so make sure to tune in next week this is cameron and rachel signing off saying we will return in 30 years for a revival podcast where we play old versions of each other good night good night everyone